Welcome into the Konos, ladies and gentlemen. It is a beautiful Wednesday afternoon here. It is June 17th. I'm your host, Michael Evdeman. Uh, thank you for listening today. Uh, we have a good show in for you today, here on this Wednesday afternoon. I mean, gosh, it is just... It's June already. I honestly, like... It's unbelievable because, like, this year has been such a weird year. It's just because so much has happened and, like, not a lot of it has been, let's say, great. I mean, like, I think we can all agree this hasn't been a good year. You know, no one's looking back on 2020 and is like, God, that was just the best, you know. But it's weird. It's June. We're not even halfway done. Or wait. No, we're about halfway done. We're in the... It's about half time here in 2020. So, here's to hoping that the next half of uh, the year's decent. You know, I would say that's all we can really hope for. You know, is decent. I think <laughs> that's the thing we're looking at. We're kind of just looking at the years. Like, I mean, if it gets just a little better, that'd be good. You know, a lot of people like will look at a year and it's like, I need this to happen. I need this going to be my year. This year, it's just like, I'll take decent. <laughs> you know, I'll take decent. It's whatever. But yeah, we have a good show. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about today, because there's been a few things going on. In the news, and then just the uh, the world at large. Um, of course, as everyone knows, uh, the uh, Black Lives Matter protests have been going on for a few weeks now. Um, a lot of people have um, been speaking out. Um, celebrities, uh, just people. You know, there's a lot of um, discussion going on due to just not really anything else happening, you know, with COVID, uh, so many things are closed down, um, there's no sports on, there's nothing, so it's very singularly focused on, you know, this issue that is currently going on, well, it's all, it's been going on for a long time, but it's really been highlighted now, um, and a person that I respect immensely immensely dave Chappelle. dave Chappelle decided to release about like an hour and a half less than an hour and a half uh special on youtube and you know listen i okay so, so dave Chappelle, you know i'm i would like my dream in life is to pursue like a life in or a career in comedy whether that's stand-up or another avenue you know that's a big goal of mine and um you know uh i'll get there eventually but you know i i i adore stand-up comedy you know i'm i'm a big i'm i'm a big student of it and you know, I just I love it so much. It's just an art form, and um, Dave Chappelle is the best to me. You know, 
I would say he's the greatest comedian ever. I don't think it's crazy to say, but I I will say it. He's the greatest stand-up comedian ever. You know, because there's no one like Dave Chappelle. You know, the the thing with Dave Chappelle is that he will he will he will put so much like his arguments are so cohesive and so understandable that anyone could agree with them but it's also funny you know and he does it in a way that no one else i'd think can you know i don't think any there's no one else that can do what dave chappelle does you know dave chappelle he's literally he can he operates outside of the normal of what a stand-up comedian is to do and i and this special that he puts out that he decided to put out is just a a prime example of that in all honesty because there's no there's not really it's not really even a stand-up special it's literally just dave chappelle talking you know and he's talking about all the things that have been going on all of the uh excuse me all of the uh news coverage and everything and like i just wanted to break this down and like dave Chappelle, you know he goes in and i the thing about it is i i enjoyed it i mean i didn't like i i took a lot from it you know i respect dave Chappelle immensely and i think and whenever he speaks on something I I will listen, you know, whether um whether or not you agree with him, you know, Dave Chappelle is just like the, he's one of those guys that you kind of just there's so much wisdom in what he says that you can just see that you know, you just have to listen and you know, just hear him out. And the thing about this kind of short special that he put out on youtube is he's not really saying anything really profound and what i mean by that is he's really just talking off of emotion in this and i think you can tell because like i've never seen dave Chappelle so visibly like emotional in a special you know he's usually granted i it was because you know, he put this out in a very short amount of time, and I don't think he wanted to, like, plan it out, he just wanted to talk, but, um, you know, uh, Dave Chappelle usually, like, has a, you can tell when he's making, like, stances and arguments in his specials that he's taken a lot of time to, you know, figure out what he's talking about, and then he's also inter- and then he's also putting in like punchlines and everything into what he says. <clears throat> so, you know, and when it comes to this special, he's more just talking off of emotion. You know, he's not talking. He just, it, I took this as Dave Chappelle just need to like vent in a way. And I, and he did um, bring up good points, but there was nothing. That I found, you know, I feel like 
his most profound you're not gonna find the most profound Dave Chappelle kind of like uh statements or anything because Dave Chappelle when it comes to like um injustice against the black community you know he's been talking about this for a long time this has stayed in his material it's been a main focus in his material for probably his whole career so you know he's been talking about this for what seems like ever and so sorry i just need some water um so dave chappelle you know it's nothing i i definitely enjoyed it because i enjoy, i just wanted to hear what dave chappelle said and i and i was shocked i mean i'm not shocked when dave chappelle just like does something out of nowhere in a way but you know i was just like wow like dave chappelle's dropping this special and the title of the special is 846 which um if you don't know it was eight minutes and 46 seconds that uh a police officer that had his knee on george floyd's neck so you know um and it's a big kind of theme in that and i think dave chappelle you know uh he brings up a lot of good points in this special you know like one that i took away kind of uh it was uh it was the piece about don lemon if you don't know don lemon is a cnn uh anchor or a host and he decided to call out um kind of black celebrities and celebrities at large and to just talk about the issue and to speak out about it and to this i would say before i talk about what dave Chappelle said i don't think it matt it because it, no one well actually let me just say what dave Chappelle said. so dave Chappelle essentially was just to, said to that is like it doesn't why would i talk over what these people in the streets are saying because then they're probably not going to listen to what the people are saying you know like it's a good like why would i talk over these people why would i um i don't need to say anything right now and you know i remember dave Chappelle talking about uh 9-11 and uh how they had jaw rule on like mtv and he's like who cares what jaw rule has to think at this point you know, and it's the same thing, you know, we as a society have decided to, you know, put celebrities as these godlike people, you know, and uh, we just need their input, and we need this, and we need that from them, you know, if something happens, we need celebrities to speak out, we need this to happen, but in, at the end of the day, they're just people, you know, they they have more notoriety and they have a platform, but they're the same thing. Like, um, I would say that if change is to invoke, you can't just have Dave Chappelle speak out about a certain thing for it to get done. You know, I would say you have to. It takes more than that, and you know, 
And Dave Chappelle understood this, and he was saying just like, they don't need me to say something right now. They're speaking for themselves, which is ironic in a way because he is kind of addressing it in this special, and he's saying that he's not going to, but I digress. digress. Um, Another point that I I definitely looked at from Dave was... um, his point about kind of like the systemic kind of because pro- a lot of people will say you know you know there isn't a systemic problem in the police force uh there isn't you know it's just a few it's just a few bad apples that, you know this what people say it's a few bad apples but um you know Dave kind of talks about uh Chris Dorner uh, this instance of this black police officer who witnessed his partner commit um, what he said was excessive force and how he went um, through the system to file a complaint and he was subsequently fired for that, you know? And I think there's a lot of cases of officers trying to speak out about certain injustices that the police have done but you know they um are unable to really commit that change due to the system and this story he talks about chris dorner is very evident of that you know um so i would say i would say go watch this special for sure you know i would say most definitely it's a it's def- very insightful in a way, but um, you know, it's not. I, I wouldn't. It, don't go into it expecting a comedy special because there's nothing funny about that. And I know Dave Chappelle intended it to be that way. You know, he's not trying to be. I mean, there's like like a funny line or two because it's Dave Chappelle, but you know, I um don't go into it expecting you know the. Uh, the funniest thing you've funniest 30 minutes you've ever seen it's not intended to be that way it's more of just Dave Chappelle talking and you know yeah and uh, I I enjoyed it but you know I recommend go watch that for yourselves um kind of just talking about police um there's so much that I kind of, like, am feeling about it. Um, the thing, like, a lot of people, like, right now are talking about, like, defunding the police. Kind of just, like, that's kind of, like, the big movement that's been uh, the main sentiment that has been going on currently. It's kind of just, like, oh, defund the police. I don't think that would work. And let me explain why. So, the thing about... The reason why these police are... Not... Um, the reason why these police... Other than the fact that they're probably like... You know, they're not really mentally stable. Or they're not... Um, they're not... Or maybe they're racially... Um... um using excessive force or something like that 
is that they're not using they're not police officers in America are very undertrained. When you look at the severity of their uh, the importance of their job, there isn't that much training that goes into it. You know, um, when you compare it to something like the United States uh, military or the Marine Corps or the Navy SEALs or something like that, you know, the amount of training is minuscule or minuscule. I think that's I think that's the word uh, compared. The police training is minuscule compared to those other fields. So I think what is the main problem is, you know, these police officers aren't being trained enough. You know, they're not, um, there isn't parameters to keep, uh, to keep police officers in line in a way, you know, and, uh, anyone can become a police officer, you know, and I don't think that, I think that just needs a reform but i would say that like right now no one wants to be a police officer right now if you think anyone wants to be a police officer right now you're crazy you're crazy if anyone wants to be a police officer right now no one is a no 13 year old or 15 year old is looking at what's going on right now and is thinking god i just i would just i'm gonna grow up and you know i'm gonna I'm going to be a police officer, and I'm going to help my community. No, no one's thinking that. No one is thinking that. Everyone's thinking, I need to get away from police. I need to get away from them. You know, and I think, I think, I understand the sentiment of defunding them, because when you, because when you look at, like, New York, um, the New York Police Department, I think it's like a, uh, what is it? It's like a six million, or I think it might be a six billion, um, uh, police department. Let me, uh, but yeah, like, Like, the police department in, um, New York, it's unbelievably, it has, like, it's, like, a $6 billion police department, you know? That's how much money has gone into that police department. And, like, that much money, first off, that's way too, um, I would say that's way too much, considering how much considering that the police aren't as trained and they're still not re really meeting the requirements that you would like. So the idea of defunding the police is, oh, let's put money into other community, like schooling and like these poor neighborhoods. And, you know, instead of giving all this money to these police officers, let's try and rebuild communities and let's actually make a difference in that. And I understand that sentiment, but I would also say that, you know, um, we need to fund police in order to, you know, if we can put, if we put more money into the police force, then we can, uh, then they can be trained more, they can um, know what to do more, 
and you know there is uh the idea of like these um people uh that will abuse their power but i would say that if we could just train more training leads to less instances of like a george floyd or something like that so i would say that um that's what i would say as far as like defunding the police and just like i feel like more money needs to go into them and they need to be held more accountable you know if it was if the uh you know if the police force uh was held to a standard like the military or something like that you know those um uh those are two different standards in a way you know the uh, military is held to a much higher standard than the police as far as training as far as like no mess ups no this no that you know so i would say that just we need um i would say we need to just hold the police to a higher standard that's just my opinion now I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I want to talk about the NBA, you know, and me, like a lot of people, I I, I miss the NBA so much. I miss the NBA more than, like, I miss, like, far-distance relatives, you know? (laughs) And I was about to say, but, like, I miss the NBA so much. I want the... The fact that the NBA has been away for so long due to... That is honestly, like, if Corona happened, but, like, the NBA was still going on, I'd be like, I mean, like, it could be worse. But, like, the fact that the NBA has just been on hold for such a long time is just unbelievable to me. And I'm really just sad about it. But there's the possibility of it coming back. And it's in this Orlando kind of bubble that they're uh proposing or i think they're gonna do it in july but uh kyrie irving he's a member of the brooklyn nets he's not even gonna play i think he's out with like an injury or something he's not even gonna play but he's advocating for you know he's advocating for players to not play so that way we can, because of racial injustice being highlighted so much in the public eye, kind of like never before, because um, the thing is, uh, in normal day-to-day life, uh, you could just, um, there could be protests, there could be this, there could be uh, that, but people still had their day-to-day lives to kind of distract them from those issues, you know, people that, like, I mean, I kind of say, like, white people in a, in America, you know, um, it was easier for people to kind of, like, look away from the issue in a way, because there was so much going on in people's day-to-day lives, so that way it was easier to not highlight them, but now, due to corona and everything, um, you know, a lot of millions of people are unemployed currently, and, you know, um, it's, 
it's harder to look away than ever at this issue. So I, and Kyrie Irving essentially is making the statement of just like, we can't allow just a distraction to um, take away from this. You know, in the NBA coming back would be in a way distracting. And I understand that sentiment, but I would also say that you know, I feel like you can do both. I feel like if you are going to wait out, wait out for a purpose. You know, don't just sit out because it's like, oh, we want to f- highlight social change. Well, how are you going to do that? You know, like, what are you going to, like, what are you trying to get? You know, I feel like if the NBA wants <coughs> change in a way, you have to be like or if these players want actual change to happen it's like well we want the we aren't going to come back unless this happens then we'll come back and the thing is a lot of players don't want to play due to you know corona and and not exactly being the safest environment maybe and um sorry uh the uh, idea of being in Orlando in this kind of like bubble for three months. Uh, it's a three-month period that they would be there, you know, playing games and everything. So, you know, um, I understand that sentiment completely, you know, being away from your families, not really having, um, being able to leave or uh, doing any of that. I understand that completely. Um but I would also say that, you know, if, like, I feel like with Kyrie, you know, um, I want, I would just say that I think it's best if they try and get, you know, um, something out of it, you know, don't just sit out just to sit out, and I'm not just saying that because I want the games to come back because I, I want nothing more than the NBA to come back, honestly. Due to, like, nothing else happening, the the first thing that I would want right now is, well, first, I want everyone to be safe and everything with corona. But second, second, and for me, most importantly, I, I want the NBA to come back. But I understand the situation that, you know, these players are in. You know, these players want... You know, people to not get distracted from this issue that is being highlighted so heavily in our country today, you know? And, you know, I would say, and I think that, like, I would say that, like, you know, if Kyrie Irving was playing and he sat out, that wouldn't have that much power. But, like, if LeBron sat out, that's power. That's changed. Like, if LeBron, like, Patrick Beverly on Twitter had said something, it was along the lines of, like, if LeBron plays, we play. And I think that is very, you know, telling, kind of just, like, how much power. Because, like, LeBron James has advocated for social change and everything, and he's been so vocal, his, arguably his entire career, you know, he's been speaking out on this stuff forever, 
and he has been saying that he wants to play. And I get it, he's like, what, 35? And he only has a few years left, really. And <clears throat> this year, he has a real good chance of winning the championship. So I would understand that, yeah, he wants to play. But, you know, when someone like Kyrie Irving, who, you know, I don't... You don't really hear from Kyrie Irving about these kind of things that much. And I'm not saying Kyrie Irving the person. I'm sure Kyrie Irving cares immensely about this. And I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that, you know, someone like LeBron, who has been talking about this for a long time, and he does that so vocally, but yet he is still willing to want to play, I think that says a lot, you know, and, um, I would say just, I would advocate in the way just that, like, uh, don't hold out for nothing, you know, hold out being like, hey, we're not gonna play unless this happens, because, uh, if you want real change to happen, you know, who are these players playing for? Billionaires. The way you really take a stance is to hurt people's and power's pockets, you know? And once they don't have that money coming in and their money is at jeopardy, then they're going to make calls. They're going to try and do their best, you know? So if they're not getting that money, then they're gonna focus on in on that, so, you know, and I mean, like, I'm not, it's not to say that, like, them holding out and being like, oh, racism's fixed, oh, now we can play, you know, it has to be, because it's obviously not gonna happen, you know, you have to figure out, you have to figure out a smart way to a thing that's reasonable that can be fixed and then worry about playing so that's that's my that's my thoughts on that you know and i think the like the nba bubble uh it's so it's so weird you know uh you know they're having it in orlando and uh it's like for three months and you know I just hope it comes back, you know, honestly, I just really hope it comes back, but I understand that, because uh, there's a lot of players that are saying they won't play, or they might not play, due to just corona, and also the, uh, kind of the racial tension going on, but, um, yeah, I would say that I understand it, but, you know, be organized in a way, you know, make demands and then go through with that, so that's my opinion on that. Uh, I wanted to, you know, highlight something as well. Uh, so J. Cole. So J. Cole decided to drop a single last night. It was called Snow on the Bluff. And um, he's kind of just talking about uh, the kind of, 
he, it's kind of J. Cole just highlighting the uh, situation going on. And, you know, I like the song, but I'm also kind of um, kind of indifferent about it because, like, J. Cole, I respect him as an artist most definitely. I like his music, but, you know, in this song... Essentially, what J. Cole is saying is, you know, a lot of people are looking at me for answers and for this and for that because I have a platform, but I'm just like anybody else. And I don't know everything. So don't ask, don't make me the guy that you look for for answers. And I understand that sentiment. Because he's just, like, looking at it from the human perspective. He's just looking at it as, you know, I'm just a guy. You know, I have a platform. And I'm just, but I'm just a guy. But I would also say that, you know, you talk about, you know, race problems in America very vocally in your music, you know. And, uh, you know throughout you know j cole's uh, musical discography he's highlighted racial issues and he's been talking about this for a while it's not like j cole has been silent on this issue forever you know he's been talking about it for a while and you know and then he's kind of just saying like i don't know everything but when you highlight those issues going on it kind of just like it doesn't really make you look that great you know, you should, um, because ed- information is available to everyone, whether or not you're famous or not. So I would say that, you know, you can, I would say for, like, because, um, because people, like, will put J. Cole in that kind of, like, conscious rapper kind of title. And, but, you know, with J, it's just like, you know, I think he doesn't, so, like, what I would say is that, you know, J. Cole has been, has put this kind of persona out of, like, knowing, like, what to say about racial issues in the past, so now, when J. Cole is, essentially saying like i don't know it all he doesn't look as great because it's just like oh i don't know anything but you've said in the you've highlighted these things in the past so it seems like you do know um some but now it's like oh i don't want to be put on that pedestal and i don't think celebrities should be put on a pedestal like they're holier than thou or they know more you know, whether it's, like, J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar or anything, you know, uh, I don't know, it was a very weird thing for J. Cole, and, like, for these people putting, like, these things of, like, J. Cole and Kendrick, like, these, like, I'll say for, like, Kendrick, because, like, Kendrick Lamar, you know, he hadn't said anything, he hadn't made any public statements about any of these things that have been going on, and yet people were just uh, saying, like, oh, well, where, what's Kendrick saying? Or, like, what's this? You know, he's not saying anything. Does he even care? It's like, this man has 
poured his heart into black issues. Like, his entire, like to pimp a butterfly is c- talks so much into... I, I mean, I can't attest to it. You know, I'm a white little boy. But I... I can see from what how other people perceive that album, like To Pimp a Butterfly. The, the I didn't catch that. Oh, Siri just messing up my show. Uh, so, you know, Kendrick Lamar putting out these highlighting race, uh, race. And, you know, he's been talking about this for a long time. And then, you know, people are like, oh, well, he's not saying anything. And then... Uh, photo surfaces of Kendrick Lamar at protests in Compton. And it's like, he might have been there the whole time. But he's not doing what you want him to do, you know? And, like, who even cares what celebrities say, you know? Like, Dave Chappelle said, like, who cares what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this? You know, it's not... It doesn't matter what celebrities say. No one cares what celebrities have to say right now. You know? I understand use your platform. I understand the idea of using your platform and trying to invoke change. But when you look at these celebrities as like you have to help. It's like no. The people are the main are going to be the main cause of change. They're, you know, when like Kendrick Lamar or J. Cole are out there on the streets protesting, they're just another person in that light, you know? They're just another person marching. They're on the same level as the regular, as a regular person, you know? So don't put these people on these pedestals to, like, they're gonna, like, they're Martin Luther King. Or they're Malcolm X. You know, these are, um, you know, I would say that don't, um, expect these people to, um, do everything. Because at the end of the day, they're just celebrities and they just have a platform, you know? But that's all I will say about that, you know? Yeah. Moving on, I want to talk about, the, you know, something. So the the PS Five has been announced, and I'm torn on it. Cause like, what I'm seeing from these new consoles, you know, they're like, they're so big. I don't understand. Like, these things are like the size of like. They're so massive. Like, the Xbox series, whatever the new Xbox is. It looks like that old PC at your grandpa's house. That's, like, the size of, like... Like, it's... Matt, like, it's that old old PC that you see at your grandpa. That's the size of the new Xbox. And the PS5 looks huge, too. It looks real big. And, like... The PS5 was announced, and listen, I, I'm it. It looked pretty cool. Like, there's the Miles Morales game that looks fun. There's like uh, NBA 2K21, which okay. Let me be honest. 
I have I don't really have faith in 2K. I I like playing 2K. It's fun, but I'm not like like I'd probably get it, but like I'm not looking I'm not looking that forward to it, you know? You know, they put a teaser trailer with Zion Williamson out and <laughs> 2K loves to just put sweat like if the player if the model is like sweating they make it seem like that's like the most thing like oh look at this look at this game is gonna be different look at this teaser where the player's sweating like it's such a weird emphasis on sweat in these 2K I, they need to need to figure that out I'm not, yeah, I'm not looking forward to 2K that much. Because I don't really have faith in 2K as far as, like, actually being great. But the PS5 is interesting because I saw it's, like, it's, like, $800. It's, like, 700 something. Now, listen, if I really want it, I I have an income. I have an income. I could get it. But, like, that. For a console? That's a bit much, you know? That's like... That's like almost like a month's rent, you know? Like, that's like... Like, I'm putting a month's rent into playing 2K. You know, that's... I don't know, that's a lot. But there's a lot of games that were announced for it. Uh, One, the main one I saw was... um. Uh, the Miles Morales Spider-Man game, which looks great. And, like, Miles Morales, I'm so happy that they're making a game for this. If you haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse, which is, like, a Miles Morales, uh, just go watch it. The, the best Spider-Man movie ever. Don't even argue with me, because it is 100% Into the Spider-Verse is the best Spider-Man movie. Don't even come at me with anything else i don't care if it's animated i don't care what toby mcguire did it's the best so don't even come at me with any of this oh actually spider-man one spider-man two such a no no it's into the spider-verse you just hating but they're putting spider-man miles morales out on the ps5 and honestly I I would get it just for that game. Like I, <laughs> this is a funny story. So I I have an Xbox One. I have an Xbox One. I know. I'm an I'm an Xbox kind of guy. Uh, and back on the PS4, they had the a Spider-Man game came out, and it was exclusively on the PS4. I literally. My friend got the game. He got it on the PS4, and he was like, wow, this game's great. And I really wanted to play this game. Like, I really wanted to play this game. So what I did was I gave my friend, like, 20 bucks. And for, like, two weeks, he lent me his PS4, and he let me play this game. Shout out Jalen. Jalen, Jalen the homie. But I literally, like... That's what I went through. And granted, 20 bucks to play the game, that's, like, not even bad. That's, like, pretty good. 
That's a good deal. But, of course, I let him play through before. You know, I, it wasn't like he got it and I was the first to play it, but no. Like, he let me play it. I was like, I was like, this is great. So, like, I really wanted to play that game. And I got to play it, and it was great. But now, it's like this new Spider-Man game. Do I get the PS5? Because I'm torn, because, like, obviously, you know, like, if you have a system, you know, you play with your homies. You play with your friends. And, you know, if all your friends are getting one console, then it's kind of, like, destined that you get that console, too. And with my friends, for some reason, they're talking about getting the new Xbox. And I'm not saying they're on crack, but I have to question their their mental state right now. Because it's like, why are you dying on this hill? The PS5 looks so much better. I don't want Grandpa's old PC that has dust all over it, okay? I want the cool, white, shiny-looking console that has black spider-man okay that's what i want but you know i'm i i I might have to make that decision you know i don't want to make that decision you know i want us to all live in peace and to you know game together but i don't know if that's gonna happen you know i don't so it's been really tough for me you know because like the ps5 there's a like the Spider-Man game, looks great. Uh, there's a bunch of other games that they haven't really announced yet. Like they've announced like a few, like the Assassin's Creed, um, uh, Hitman Three, and you know, it looks, it looks really good. Just because it's like the P- PlayStation, and everyone's like, "Whoa, PlayStation." Ooh, you know, but, um, I don't know, you know, I, I'm torn on it, because I don't want the Xbox, but my, if my homies get it, then, like, I have to make that decision, so, it's, it's tough, it's tough out here, you know, it's really tough out here for me, and I'm not saying that, like, Xbox is a terrible console. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, like, if you get Xbox, you're, like, dead to me. But it's more just, like... It's more just, like... Just the place... Like, there's what? Uh, what is it? The Last of Us 2? That's gonna come out on PlayStation 5. Guess where it's not coming out? Xbox. So, that's another one. Spider-Man. Bada-boom three uh probably a god of war game that the last god of war was pretty good i couldn't play it you want to know why because i was on xbox kind of missed out nah i'm gonna lie uh uh listen the thing is there's so many playstation exclusives that it would take me like i can't even think of them all because there's too many and I know more are going to come out on PlayStation. And just Xbox doesn't have, like, the sauce. You know? They just don't have the sauce. 
PlayStation, you know, the Xbox 360 had the sauce. I think we can all agree that 360 had the sauce. And then it trickled, and then it moved on to the PlayStation 4. And listen, I, I am an Xbox One owner, but I'm be honest, it's kind of sauceless. You know, there's not that much sauce in it. PlayStation 4 had sauce, you know? It had Spider-Man, God of War. It had a bunch of other, like Until Dawn, uh, a bunch of games. I'm, It's slipping me right now, but there's so many games that were on the PlayStation. I was just like, wow, I wish I could play that. Guess what I have? No, no exclusives. Xbox needs to step up their exclusives, okay? If you want people to want your system, you gotta make it seem like you gotta put it like, oh, you you can only have this console to play this game, you know. But Xbox just doesn't have that. So you know, if any of my friends are listening, just consider PlayStation, man. Just like don't don't let your emotions judge your let your reason dictate what you what system you get you know because it's a very important time you know some some people would say come november that the election is uh the most important you know trump biden and yes it is important but i would also say that uh the console war is very important as well you know i'd say what system people check uh I would say the systems that people get are dictate who they are and impact who they are just as much as, <laughs> you know, just as much as who they vote for, you know? And, like, people look at that and be like, that. there's no way. But, you know, it's different, you know? You know, if you have an Xbox, you know, people who have a PlayStation, they might look down at you. They might be like, hey, man. I'm better than you. And you know, do I want to be looked down? Do I want to be looked down for having an Xbox? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's... You know, I tried with Xbox. I tried. You know, I had the Xbox One for like, what, six years? Six something years, however long it's been out. You know, I've, I've, I've worn it. I've led Xbox since 360. I mean, I didn't have the original Xbox, but three. I had the 360. I've been on Xbox. But, you know, what have you done for me lately, you know? That's, you know? You know, if you're not treating your girl right, you know, she might leave you. If you're not giving her attention, if you're not doing anything like that, you know, she's probably going to leave you for another dude that has it going on. And, you know, I'm, you know, Xbox is kind of that absent boyfriend right now, you know. And, you know, PlayStation 5 is like, <laughs> and the PlayStation is just, uh, it's the new kid on the block. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, uh. That's my thoughts on PlayStation. But yeah. Uh, 
thank you all for listening on this show. It's Wubeck Wednesday. If you don't know, you know, shut up. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Uh, if you don't understand what Wubeck Wednesday is, uh, it's this rapper, uh, Pop Smoke. Sadly, passed away earlier this year. Um, and he had just started to, uh, you know, get notoriety and everything. And, you know, I love I love some of his music. And, you know, you know, I've seen a lot of people on my, like, timeline, you know, still every Wednesday, you know, celebrating Wolback Wednesday, you know, just to commemorate this guy. And so it's Wolback Wednesday. Don't forget it, you know. Remember the woo. That's all I gotta say on that. Uh, some other news just to wrap it up. Uh, the show. Uh, <laughs> this is an interesting one. Uh, Chris D'Elia. Chris D'Elia, he's a famous comedian. Uh, last night, he has been okay. So this man is being accused of sexual misconduct. So essentially, like. Chris D'Elia starred on this show called You, on this Netflix show called You, and he plays, how do I say it, he plays a pedophile, he plays a pedophile, and, like, it is weird, I don't know why, I don't know why, homie, decided this is it, this is the one, this is the role he was gonna take, but I think he's very much so regretting it. Because now people are accusing him of harassing underage girls, and I've seen this all over Twitter. And it, I've there's a lot of it. There's a lot of um, women kind of just uh, saying, "Yeah, he was sexually harassing, doing this and that with underage girls," and I think that's just like. I don't know what it is with comedians, but like, <laughs> they, why why are comedians so sketchy? Like, Crystalia is a pedophile. Uh, Louis C.K. is a serial, you know, <laughs> uh, sexual harasser or whatever. You know, he wasn't really sexual harassing, but like, Bill Cosby. You know, like, you know, I don't know what it is with these comedians, but they. Uh, they can't just stay normal. I don't get and like listen, I I I liked Chris D'Elia's stuff. You know, I'm a stand up fan. You know, I've seen some of his work. Uh but now I kinda look at him and I'm kinda like I I see it. <laughs> I see it. I I mean you know, you look at Chris D'Elia and you're like, I mean he could, you know, he could like be looking at uh little girls in that way but you know you know that sucks for him man he I, I would i feel bad for his uh the person who got him that gig you know because if only they knew what that that role would change his public persona in a way but oh man that's just that's just ridiculous and i and other things, um, uh, <laughs> I just saw that, so Aunt Jemima is being removed to make progress towards racial 
equality. And like, wow. I, listen, I think every kid is like looked at Aunt Jemima, just the woman on the Aunt Jemima bottle, and like, that's kind of like a mother in a way. That's like a mother figure. And I understand that like white people are just like using Aunt Jemima just to sell syrup. But like, you know, it's sad to see her go, you know? And I get it, like, removing Aunt Jemima, that makes sense, you know? Don't, like, have this, like, racial stereotype as just to sell, like, syrup. But, you know, you know, that's, that's sad, you know? That's sad just to see her go, you know? Because, you know, Aunt Jemima has been in, like, I feel like everyone's life, you know? Aunt Jemima is a part of everyone's childhood just life in general so it's sad to see her go rest in peace to aunt jemima you know you will be missed um dang that is just that's sad you know rest in peace but um other things uh, florida is killing the coronavirus game still like i think like like people will distract you from the fact florida is killing the covid game because we're still going strong, you know, if, the, the minute you count out Florida, you know, it'll just come right back at you, and just be like, bam, we're Florida, you know, and, like, I, uh, Florida is, like, the, it's, like, a hot spot right now in Florida, uh, you know, a lot of pe- states are, like, having curves, you know, and it's kind of like a down, like, New York was really bad, that spiked, like, a few, like, a month or so, or two ago, and they're kind of curving out, Florida, nope, nope, we're, uh, we're setting records, (laughs) we are setting records in Florida, uh, while everyone is, uh, on the downslope, we are, we are staying strong here in Florida, you know, and, like, I would say that, like, with Florida, like, there's a lot of old people, like, old retired people, so, you know, the legitimacy of, like, of the corona, you know, like, how much legitimacy is there to it? But, you know, with Florida, I'm never surprised, you know? That's the thing that I love about uh, where I live in Florida is just you never surprised by the crazy things that Florida is does and just is known for, so. Shout out to Florida. But also just like Florida get it together, you know. I'm trying to watch the NBA. But but on that note, thank you guys so much for watching. Or not watching. What am I saying? For listening to this episode of the Konos. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you stuck through, uh, I really appreciate all the, uh, the listens. Um, and yeah, I'm Michael Evdeman and thank you for wa- listening. I will be back next week, next Wednesday, and I will see you then. Thanks. Have a good one.